You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Proverbs chapter 4. Now this morning, we were talking about how to recognize the voice of God, and we were discussing around the issue of how important it is to renew your mind. And in that study, we saw that part, the, the reason for renewing the mind is in order to guard our hearts. How many of you were here this morning? Now, if you missed it, get the message online. It is a crit- I would say that this morning's message is probably one of the most critical messages that a Christian can hear. And you don't want to miss the most critical message because it's vitally important for me, for me personally, I believe, One of the biggest hindrances to anybody walking successfully in their Christian life is in the area of a renewed mind. How we react to situations based on how our heart has been trained by the word that we've put into our hearts. And so in that, we we had a look at this scripture. And we see uh, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. What are you giving attention to? What is it that you're watching the most? Who are you listening to? What are you allowing to be put into you? Because whatever is put into you will live out of you. You will move in the direction of your most dominant thought. What you're thinking about most of the time, you will live out. Even if you don't want what you're thinking about, and you think, I'm just thinking about it. But if you're just thinking about it, thinking it won't affect you, it will. Because while you're proactively resisting to go in that direction, it's not what you proactively resist on a continual basis, because how many of you realize there are times you need to go sleep? There are times you're just too tired to react. There's times that you're too tired to take the next step. Then your subconscious mind, that which is in your inner man, will continue to sweep you forward in the direction of that predominant thought. So you can determine that thinking. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. How many wouldn't mind being a millionaire? As a man thinks in his heart, See, the problem, a lot of people want to be a millionaire, but still think like a pauper. They still think, I can't afford this. They still think selfishly, hold on to, hang on to, can't take, I'm broken, I'm busted, I'm struggling. Want to be a millionaire? Yes, amen. See, it's more than that. You can reprogram yourself. Start to think like a millionaire, act like a millionaire, talk like a millionaire. And you'll find very soon, millionaire is not enough for what you really want to do. 
We need to go to billionaire. Amen. Now, I know some people having a hard time with this kind of message. You say everybody's going to be a millionaire. I found out no. <laughs> Why? Because not everybody thinks that way. Are you saying that if you're not, you know, that? No, no, it's not. It, it, listen, family. You know, you've heard people talk about the prosperity gospel. There is no such thing as a prosperity gospel. There is only the gospel of Jesus Christ. I said that's the gospel. That's what we preach. Jesus loves you, died for you, rose from the dead, gave his life. If you believe he's Lord, call him Savior, call him Lord. You are born again, going to heaven. That's the gospel. Now, in that is prosperity. Read it. It's in your Bible. In that is healing. In that is deliverance. Protection. Can I get more amens? And so we want everything that God has for us. So what is prosperity? It's having all the provision you need to carry out every instruction God's given you without hesitating. If God says, get out the water, Jesus says, come. I don't say, I can't afford it. I don't debate it with the rest of the guys in the boat. Because they umming and awing, should you, shouldn't you? Are you sure that's Jesus? Did he really say, was it come that he said? I don't know. Now, Peter, calm down. You know, we know you're zealous and you're crazy and off the edge. Now, yeah, you said come. Jesus says come, but we know better. Water's water. Come on now. Once God's spoken, you do not confer with man. He says, come. What do you do? You step out the boat. Don't hesitate. You start walking and prosperity will hold you on that water. So we need to start renewing our mind to what prosperity is. You getting a hold of this? You step out for God in the name of Jesus, trusting Him. Your full provision will be in place. So what are you giving attention to? Because what you're giving attention to is programming your inner man. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? For they are life to those who find them. Jesus said his words are spirit and they life. His words are more than just audible sounds. There's a life force of God in his word. The, these words are spirit, they life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Now, he has the word, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Out of it spring the issues of life. Didn't Jesus say that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy? I came that you may have life and have that life abundantly say it is Jesus desire for me to have life the way God has it in abundance that life comes from within my heart 
See, when we hear Jesus wants us to have life, too many people are outward. They, they beg, God, please come. Please, God, God, give me, give me, God, send, God, make, God, do, God, have, God, God, I need. But he said, out of your heart flow the issues of life. Out of your? That's your inner man. That's your spirit man. Say this, everything that I could want, need, or desire, everything pertaining to God, pertaining to godliness, pertaining to my life, every blessing is coming from within me. Look at Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Mark 4, verse 13. Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. Luke says the word of God is the seed. The sower sows the word. Now, how do you sow a word? By saying, we learned this morning, the tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Guard your mouth, guard your lips, be slow to speak. Swift to hear. Why? Because what you say is going to happen. What you say is going to guide your life. He says, the sower sows the word. Verse 15, these are the ones sown by the wayside where the word is sown. Where's the word sown? When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in there. Where's the word sown? In their hearts, in their hearts, not their heads. So when you hear a word, it goes down into your spirit man. Satan knows if you keep that word in your heart and you guard it and you protect it and you nurture it, it'll produce what it was sent to do. He's got to get that word out of your heart as soon as possible. And if you keep reading, you'll notice how does he do that? Through tribulation, persecution, the lust for other things, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. He'll use anything he can so that he can rip that word out of your heart before it starts to produce. Why? Because if it can take root in your heart, it will produce what it was designed to produce. See, when the Word says, by Jesus' stripes you've been healed, He's not just informing you about it, by saying, by Jesus' stripes, listen to me, by Jesus' stripes you have been healed. What did I just do? I sent a seed, boom. I called you healed. Now you get people, yeah, but then no, and I know my, uncle and I this and my church and my denomination. See, what's happening? That word's been pulled out now. But the person who receives that word, look at verse 20. These are the ones sown on good ground. What's good ground? What's the ground? The heart. The heart that's open and receptive to the word. Those who hear the word Accept the word, they bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100-fold. 
See, the healing words desire to produce health in your flesh. You just got to keep it there and believe it and keep saying it. God supplies all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Maybe I should write that down. No, say amen. I receive that. That is a seed. I need, I accept that word. See, family, I don't need you to say amen so I feel like there are people in the building. I said it this morning. I went through weeks of talking straight to camera with just the pastor here and the, and the sound man there. And then I would still say, say amen. Why? It's not, it doesn't do anything for me to hear you say amen. It's in you when you take that word and say, I hear that. That's mine. If, if God makes grace abound towards you, you always have all sufficiency in all things and abundance for every good work. See, if I believe that, I'm going to act like it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to live it. Look at verse 26. He said, the kingdom of God is as. This is how the kingdom works. Now, the kingdom of God is not just heaven. Heaven is part of the kingdom. The kingdom is everything in God's creation, His whole dominion. It includes you. This is, bump your name, this is how God's kingdom works. And He says, it's a man scatters seed on the, what's the ground? That's a heart. The seed that goes into your heart, you sleep by night, rise by day, the seed sprouts and grows. He himself does not know how. I'm glad Jesus said that. I don't get why if you say something, you'll have it. I just don't understand that. I'm glad I don't have to. The system works. Aren't you glad you're not in charge of your beating heart? Can you imagine? There's those valves and the four chambers, and you want to make sure the right valve's open, and then push the right, and then must close it, and then boom, push the other side, and okay, now I've got my heart going. That's only your heart. Now you've got to get your lungs. Okay. There's not going to be time for anything else. Never mind spleen, kidney, you know. Aren't you glad the system's designed? You don't have to think about it. It works. Now that's in the natural. That's your physical body. Your spirit, man, God has designed it. You don't have to worry about it or think about it or even figure out how it's going to work. Just get the Word down into your heart. God's designed your spirit to work it out into your life. Look at verse 28. The earth heals crops by itself. Say this, my spirit is working all the time to produce what I put into it. What are you putting into it? Uh-huh. Family of God. 
Listen, this is life changing. If you ever dare to believe this principle, you can start tonight when you get home and start putting down inside you seed that will produce your billionaire status. You can put in the seed that will produce the health in your body. You put in the seed that's going to produce that new business you've been dreaming about for five, ten years. It's time to get the seed down on the issue. Don't let your spirit man produce it. The earth, verse 28, yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. Don't despise small beginnings. But... Then the full grain in the head. And when the grain ripens, immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. The harvest has come. The harvest has come. Now, how does the harvest come? Because of the seed. Family of God, it is time to speak to your harvest to come forth. Look at Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. This is from the King James Version, verse 20. Most of the time I read from the New King James. But the King James puts this where I think the New King James took something. It's still the same word, but it lost this emphasis that I want to make tonight. And I want you to get this. Verse 20. Now God's busy with creation. Remember in the beginning the earth was void without form. And God said... Light be. What happened? Light was. Then he goes through creation. Get down to verse 20. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life. And fowl that fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales. And every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every wing fell after his kind, and God saw that it was good. God wanted fish. In his mind, he saw fish. So what did he do? The waters were already there. God saw fish, and if anybody else was there, they would just see water. It was water without any life in it, but God saw fish. Okay, I've already been there, so I've I, I got some people catching up with me. Family, get a hold of this. If you were standing next to God at that time, you would have looked at empty water. There was no life in the sea. But God looked at it. He saw life. And he spoke to the water. And he said, fish, come forth. God, oh, come on. God could have used anything. I mean, he could have used the grass to make fish if he wanted to. But he wanted the fish in the water, so he spoke to the water because the fish were already in the water. He just needed to call them forth. And when he called them forth, the fish showed up. 
She spoke to what he wanted in the thing where it existed already and then it showed up. Are you tracking with me? Look at verse 26. Then God said, let us make man. Oh, 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 come on, come on, come on. Work. When he wanted fish, he looked at water, didn't see fish, but he knew fish were there. And he said, fish be. Then he had this idea. I'm going to make a man. He didn't go to the bush. He didn't go to the ground. He didn't go to the water. He didn't go to the air. He went to us. And he spoke to himself. He saw you in him before you even existed. And he said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps in the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them and God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit he'll see to you, it shall be for food. Family, God saw you, he spoke to himself, and brought you forth in the glory and image of him. Then gave you the same authority that he had used to cause creation. He said, now I'm giving you dominion. You start to work with what I've given you. And here's what I'm doing. I'm giving you the seed to be able to do everything you need to do. Whatever you need for provision, I've provided in your environment. Everything you need for provision, I've already provided for you. But the same way when God looked at water, he didn't see lack. He saw the fish in a vision and he spoke it and it came forth. He had you in mind. He didn't see lack. He knew who he was and created spirit of his spirit. You were designed and came forth. Now, when you look in your environment, you may need something and don't see it immediately you may look in your bank account and it looks empty but you know what is already there see I don't look at the zeros I see on a page or on a screen 
I look at what God said that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what I ask or think. And if he's provided every need and I have a need of 10 million rand, then evidently it must be there already. I may not see the 10 and the zero, 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 but I see it in my heart. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to speak to it and say, now come forth. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. Now, what would the good treasure be? The Word of God. He brings forth what? Good things. How? Out of the treasure of his heart. What's the treasure of your heart? It's the Word that you get down there. Notice he says, your good man brings the good treasure out of his heart, brings forth good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the, out of the, out of the abundance of the heart. What happens? The mouth speaks. Family God, everything we produce, everything we see in our lives around us, we produced out of our mouths. We brought it forth from our heart. Come on. You getting a hold of this? Come and have a look at Luke chapter 5. God saw empty water, but he knew there were fish there. No one else would have seen it. God didn't need fish to bring forth fish. He needed his word. Luke chapter 5, so it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, seed, Jesus stood by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said, Simon, launch out into the deep, let down your nets. For a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. There are no fish in the sea. Nevertheless, at your word. I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and the net was breaking and they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and they filled both boats so they began to sink and when Simon Peter saw it he fell down at Jesus knees saying depart from me I'm a sinful man O Lord for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish these are fishermen who've been fishing these waters for years and they never see a catch like this. They've never seen so many fish in one place at one time. 
And also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who partners with Simon and Jesus, said, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. And when they brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Family, get a hold of this. I used to have the idea that when Jesus said, Throw your nets into the water at the word, and you may have heard it in my previous messages, that all the fish in that sea... An anointing hit the water and all the fish came and to that one place. Now, that may have happened, but I put it to you. Based on Genesis chapter 1, there were more fish in that sea than were swimming there. Do you think God's limited? To the number of fish that are there. Because here's the thing. He had one boat and they started overflowing. And they said, hey, partners. They brought another boat. That boat filled up. And that boat began to say, hey, next boat. And they brought another boat. Family, I put it to you. If they never ran out of boats, they would have never run out of fish. That fish would have sunk every boat that came. How do I know this? Because there was a widow. Who owed money. And when the man of God showed up. Said I got this problem. They want to take my sons. He says well what do you have? Nothing. Uh, you got something. Uh, a little bit of oil. That'll work. Yeah but it's just a little bit of oil. Family don't despise small beginnings. Go get some pots. And he says now don't get a few. What is he saying? Get every pot you can find. And they're running around the neighborhood and they got pots and she's pouring. And there's another one. Sun runs and he has another pot. And he has another pot. Go fetch more pots. Yeah, but I'm sunny. She's out of pots now. Yeah, but go down there. I mean, go find, go just find pots. And they're running all over the neighborhood and they're bringing pots, 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 pots. Eventually, sun's coming. There's no more pots. Then the oil stopped. Family, if you need it, it is available. If you would just call it in, if you just believe the man of God, if you just believe the word that God sent, his word will speak to your circumstance and bring out, even if you don't see it, it is already there. If you would just draw on it and you draw till you satisfied. They didn't need all that fish at one time. But Jesus was demonstrating there are more fish in this sea than you can see. And if you don't see it, you just call it at your word. I believe fish were manifesting in the water right there, right there. What do you want? Now, what do you ask Solomon? How can God ask that? Because He gives you the desire of your heart. Whatever you ask for when you pray, believe you receive it, you will have it. Do you believe?
Family, call your harvest forth. Speak to your harvest to come forth. <laughs> if you have a dream, you can't be silent. You need to be speaking it. Do you see your dream? Speak it. Speak it, speak it, speak it. You keep calling it. And do not worry. Don't be concerned. You do not have to know how. Your heart will produce what you say. Have you ready to live this? Come on, give him praise. Give him praise tonight. Let's stand together. <laughs> Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. Notice, they had to let down the net. Mm -hmm. It was a woman with an issue of blood. She said, There's healing. In that garment. I just got to get there and touch it. If I touch it, I will be healed. And she pushed through the crowd. And she did it. Everybody else was touching, bumping, jostling. But they didn't come with that expectancy. The man at the pool of Bethesda. Why aren't you healed? I don't have a man. See, everybody else there had people. All the sick had people. Come, let me help you quickly in the water. The first one that hit the water got healed. So they all had people. Jesus arrives. This man says, I don't have a man. So he's stuck. Everybody else has got people helping him, but I don't. Now, that's where we can break down and say, I don't understand. Everybody else gets the job. I never get the job. People don't like me. I don't know. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Get up your bed. Get off your bed. Walk. Go home. What? Your healing's already here. You waiting for a man and you sitting in your healing. Get up and walk. Think about this. He gets up. He walks. Don't you think everybody else was sitting there watching that? I, you know, I never thought about this until today. If that was me and I'm another sick person at the bed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you go, come here. What did you do to him? Do it to me. What was the problem? They all had their man. Oh, he's got his man. He's going home. Okay. I'll have to wait. Here's my man. They were looking to flesh. Who's your man? Who's your man? Jesus. Come on. He's your Lord. He's your Savior. He's your God. And family of God, you just have to call on Him, call on His name.
It's yours. Amen. Pick up that bed. Do what you need to do. Get out there. Get into the marketplace. Open those doors. Get up early. Go to work. Stop moaning. Stop complaining. Put your your shoulder to the to the plow and let's do this put your hand into the work of God and let your heart produce what you need stop trying to politic and jostle and 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 and, and hustle and God is your Jehovah Jireh amen lift your hands say father i receive this word this word's working in my heart right now I believe you. It's activated. I've heard it, and I speak it now. Everything I need, want, or desire is already in my heart. You put it there. Your very presence is my healing, my deliverance, my provision, my protection. Everything I need pertaining to life and godliness. Everything I need, every blessing is already mine. Everything you want to do that exceeds abundantly above what I ask, think, or even desire. I'm saying it now. And I know as I declare it, it's at work in me. I speak to my harvest. I speak to my dreams. And I call you forth. I'm calling you forth. I'm speaking to my dreams. Come forth in Jesus' name. I receive God's call God's anointing, God's provision, everything that God has ordained for me to have is coming forth in the name of Jesus.